Truma. And there's a Gemara in Yuma and that Ayin Beis Mabez that says as follows in reference to this week's parsha. Amar Abyechanan Shloisha Zirim Haim There are three Zirim. The Zer was the crown that was put around the um, as a decorative <coughs> enhancement to three of the Kalim that we find in the parsha and the Mishkan and they are the Mizbeach and the Shulchan and the Arun. There are three crowns that you find. Shel Mizbeach Zacha Arun Menotloi. The crown of the Mizbeach, which is the crown, of course, of the Aveda, the Klikaidesh, that's the Keser Kahuna. That was already taken. That's reserved by Ara and Uvanov. They chopped the crown of Kuna. There's nothing to do anymore. If you're not a Kayan, you cannot have a Shaykhis to that Keser, that Zer of the Mizbeach. It's restricted to Ara and Uvanov. Shal Shulchan. The Mizbeach, the Zer rather of the Shulchan. The Shulchan Rashi says the Simen of Malchus. The Shulchan is a simon for Oisher, its wealth, its prominence, glory. That is something that is reserved only for David, for Melech, Melachim. David already chapped it. Zacha, David, Vinatla, he took the crown and he kept it for himself. So Kaihanim, Aaron took the Kesar of Kahuna. David and Melech and all of the descendants of David, they took the Kesar of Malchus, the Kesar, the Zer of the Shulchan. <coughs> There's one crown left, says Rabbi Yechanan, and that is the Zer which surrounds the Arin. Shall Arin Adayin Munachu. There is still a vacancy sign on the Kesar Torah, on the Zer surrounding the Arin. David didn't take it. Aaron didn't take it. It's up for grabs. The Gemara says, if anyone who ever wants to take the Kesar Taira, it's yours for the asking. You don't have to be specially Miyuchas Lekuhuna. You don't have to be from Malchus based David. All you have to do is want to take the Kesar Taira, and it's yours. The Mishnah in Ave similarly says in Parak Dalad Mishnah Yud Gimel Reb Shimon Aimer Shloisha Ksarim Heim. There are three crowns: Keser Taira, Bechaser Kuhuna, Bechaser Malchus. And Rashi there on the Mishnah says as follows: For Echad Ein Adaim one of these crowns is not like the other two. Lufi She'Ein Hashnayim Shavin Bechal Adam. The crown of Kahuna is only Shayach for Kayhanim. It is not up for grabs for anyone that wants it. You have to have a special Yichus. I might want to be a king. I might feel that I have all of the qualities of, of Malchus, of royalty, but it's too bad. If you're not me, Malchus based David, Mizera David, you cannot be king as much as you may feel that you deserve it, that you want it, that you need it. 
that you think that you are roi for, you're not just merely because you are not of a certain lineage. It's too bad. Ulacheser <coughs> Taira, says Rashi, Efshalai Bechalmi Shiyasikbai. Whoever is Isaac in Taira is able to hop this crown of Keser Taira. Kidaamar Mar, Yagati Umatsasi Tamin. The Gemara Megillah says that if a person says to you, Yagati Veloy Matsasi, I schwitz, this is all talking about Taira, I schwitz and I was not Zeichet Taira, so I surrender, I resign, don't believe him. If a person says, I did not schwitz, I was not Miyagaya in Taira, but yet I was Zeichet Taira, don't believe him either. Yagati Umatsasi Tamin. If a person says that I schwitzed and I was successful, I found Taira, I was Zeichet Taira, such a person you could believe. Lakach, Godol Kisser Shal Malala. And that says Rashi is the reason why Kesser Taira is in fact greater than the Kesser Kuhuna and the Kesser Malchus, precisely because it is not Tali and Yichus. If a person is a Tamil Chacham, that wasn't, no one could say, oh, he's only a Tamil Chacham because his father was a Tamil Chacham. No, it has nothing to do with lineage. All it has to do with is the person's personal efforts in gaining Tyre. That's the only thing that it takes to be a Talmud Chacham. It is not dependent on any Yichus, David, Aaron, no one could be Zaycha and Tyre unless they want it. And, and the converse is true also. If you want it, then it's possible for anyone. It doesn't matter whether you're Kayin, Levi, Yisrael, Mamzer, anyone could be Zaycha and Tyre if they just want to be Zaycha and Tyre. Aga, this Shabbos, we're going to have the good fortune of having um, Rav Lau, who is a, he's the uh, chief rabbi today of Tel Aviv. He used to be the chief rabbi of Israel, and he is a very, very chashav yid. And of his many accomplishments, he, uh, he put out a classical set of Pirkei Aves, uh, Pirish on Pirkei Aves. In Eretz Yisrael, it's like a six-volume. I've seen it sold. It's like a very, you know, big set, six Thick volumes, each one on a parak. And Art Scroll recently translated it into English in three volumes. So they gave it out once, one of the volumes at the uh, at, at a Turo dinner. So I had it. So I want to see if Rablau happened to say anything on this Mishnah, just so we could have maybe a personal connection with him through his Taira when we get to see him Mitzvah Hashem on Shabbos. So he says a beautiful vart on this Mishnah about Shloishik Saramheim that there are three crowns. There is Shell, there's Kesar Taira, Kesar Kuna, Kesar Malchus. And the way that the Mefarshim and the way the Gemara Rabbi Yechen in, 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 um, in Yuma says that two of the three crowns are only Zaychet individuals. You have to be of Malchus based David or you have to be of, of Aaron Uvanov. But Taira is open to everybody. So he says a very nice chap in the psukim in this week's parsha. I don't know if it says or he's quoting it from somebody, but it's a beautiful chap. Says that if you're medayik in this week's parsha, it says by if you look by the mizbeach, it says the asis the mizbeach. Such a washing. When it says by the sholchan, it says the asisa sholchan. You should make a sholchan all the yachid. 
And when it comes to the Aaron, it says the Asu Aaron. It says that you should make an Aaron, but the Asu and a Lashon of Rabbim, plural. It's different, inherently a different Lashon that you find by the Aaron than you do by the Mizbeach and by the Shulchan. So Lausch tells this too to what we're talking about here today. And he says that a Mizbeach is something that's Shayach only to an individual. We all see so. If you're from Aaron, you can make, you have a Shayach as the Shulchan. If you are from Malchus based David, we all see so. Shulchan. The Mizbeach is Shayach to Aaron, to Aaron and the um, Shulchan is Shayach to David Amalek. It's individuals. You have to be of a certain ilk, of a certain caste, of a certain class. And if you're not, you need not apply. It's not shayach to you. When it comes to the Aaron, it's different. The Asu Aaron, Gans Klal Yisrael, all have a kesher to the Aaron every single year. If he wants it, if he only needs to do is be miageya, and that will give him a shaychus and an ability to triumph over the kesher and that's why by the Aaron the Lashon is different. It says the Asu Aaron a Lashon Rabbim Kala Raitza Litael Yavai Vito. The question is Rabbi Say. So now we know that we're able to all be Zaycha and Taira. We have a Shaykhus to the Keser Taira. But the question is, how is it possible really? to be Zaycha in it. How could we get the Kesser Taira in earnest? How are we Shaykh to Taira? The Taira is something which is very, very, it's, it's Rach of Minayam, it's so vast, it's so deep, it's so hard to achieve, it's so hard to master. And if a person wants to wear the Kesser Taira, how is it possible? What is the secret of the Talmud HaChamim that have been able to gain this Kesser Taira, this elusive Kesser, it's Shaykh, but it's elusive. We know that it's not easy. What is the secret? How is it Shaykh for a person to attain this Kesser Taira? So we'll go back to that Gemara that we just mentioned, the Gemara in Megillah. The Gemara in Megillah says that if a person says, Yagati umatsasi tamin. If a person says, I schwitzed over Taira and... I found Taira, such a person you could believe. Now, the guy asks a very, very essential question on this Gemara. If you have your eyes or your ears open when you're learning this Gemara, and I'm sure we've all seen this Gemara, heard this Gemara in our life, it's a very strange twist of a sentence in terms of the understanding of what's going on here. Yagati means... That I was miyageya. What is miyageya? What is yigiya on Taira? Yigiya is something that a person schwitzes over. If a person wants to gain Taira, he has to schwitz over it. He has to really toil hard. He has to work at it. He has to pursue it diligently with asmadon, with yigiya, with amelos, all of the necessary things to get Taira. And my father, Salgazunzain, he learned when he was a bacher in Yisrael. And there was a famous mashkiach in Yisrael at the time. His name was Reb David Kronglas. And he made a very vast, a very powerful impact on all the Talmudim that learned by him. My father 
was completely nispal uh, by his demeanor, and he remembers many of the shmuz, and he typed, my father's from Denmark. So my father has many, many typewritten shmuzen in Danish. It's not, I can't read it really, but, uh, but it's fascinating. He would, re- him and his brother and a third guy who was also from Denmark, they would remember the shmuz from, I think they said, he said it by Shalashudas, and they would remember, and then after Shabbos, they would go back to their room, and one of them would, would dictate what was said, and one would type it. So we have hundreds of shmuzen in Danish. If anyone is interested in, in looking through them, you're welcome to it. Kalaritza, Lital, Yavav, Yital. But it's, uh, it's an amazing, the Rabdavid Kronglas made a tremendous rush for many people. So one time, my father always tells me that he was giving a shir, a vad, the, the mashkiach, and there was right outside of the yeshiva at that time, it wasn't where the yeshiva is today, it was on a different location, there was train tracks, and there were people that were working repairing train tracks, and it was in the boiling hot sun. If anyone's ever been to Baltimore in the summer, it's very, very hot there. It's extremely hard to breathe. I, I was once there in the summer, my mom had to leave because it was, it's just very, very thick, the air. And it's, if you have any condition whatsoever, you know, it's just, it's very uncomfortable, unbearable. And there were these people that were working the whole day while, you know, the base medish was churning and everything was going on in the base medish. They were kept looking out the window and seeing these people working and, you know, and schwitzing away on the train track, building it or fixing it, whatever they were doing. And Abdavid Kronglas looked at the Talmudim and he says that you should know that what you're doing in the base medrash is much harder than what they're doing out there. The Yigiya and the Haravanya and all of the Amelos that's necessary to acquire Taira is extremely difficult. If it's easy, then that's not really Limana Taira in the purest form. Taira is really meant and designed to be learned with a tremendous amount of strain. They say Maislabakadailam, I think of Chaim Briska used to sometimes have like a, a compress around his head. Chaim Brisker was a brilliant man. He didn't need, you know, too much to, to hop, to make up Shtigl Taira. But he was so deeply involved in his Taira and his Yagiya that sometimes his head would start feeling like it was so, so pressurized that he needed like a cold compress around his head just to be able to continue. And that's a brilliant Reb Chaim Brisker. So it takes a lot of Amelos to get Taira. But then it says, Yagati, I was miagea. I did that. Umatsasi. And I found Taira. Then, Taman, then you should believe. Infect the guy. And what is that? Lushen. What is a Metziah? Metziah is not something that you gain through diligence, that you gain through hard work and effort. A Metziah is the types that you go through, you're walking down Main Street and you see on the ground there's a wallet and you pick it up and you say, oh great. And you put it in your pocket. That's a Metziah. Did you, did that take any effort whatsoever to get that wallet? Did you have to go and work out on the train tracks? Did you have to schmitz over that? You just bent down, you picked it up. That's a Metziah. The Gemara should have said, Yagati Beisagti. Yagati Beisagti. Something, a different Lushen. What's a Matsasi? Matsasi is a Lushen that it came like the Esachadas. So the Vilna Gain says that what the Gemara means is as follows. The emiss is that none of us should really be able to get Tyra. Tyra is elusive because it's not Shaykh really to human beings. Tyra is something that belongs in Shamayim, 
This is in fact what the time of the Malachim were when Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to take it down by Matan Torah. See, the Malachim were saying, what is this Torah, Chem de Genuza, this beautiful, precious <laughs> treasure that belongs in Shamayim, is Kedosh Kadashim. you're going to give it to mere mortals? Is that the destiny of Torah, that it should be given just Pashita to regular people, to people that are sinners, to people that are weak, to people that are vulnerable? Keep it up here, it belongs to Malachim. And the Amma says they're not wrong. The Malachim do deserve the Torah in a sense because Torah is much holier and much broader and much deeper than we could ever even begin to understand. So the truth is that we don't really deserve Torah, us mere puny mortals. We are so vastly distanced from the Torah HaKadoshah that it's really hard even to, to say that we could even have a Shaykhist to Torah because we are so removed from it. So whenever we do have Taira, if a person is Zaychid understanding some Taira to being Mechadish Taira, that's only because the Rabbi Nishram gave it to us as a Metziah. The Rabbi Nishram gifted us with that Taira. The Rabbi Nishram said, I'm presenting it to you as a Metziah, much as you would be able to pick it up from the street without any effort. I'm giving it to you. It's a present. Here, take it. That's the real way that we get Taira. It's a Metziah. It's straight as a gift from the Rabbi Nishram. He's gifting it to us every single day. There's only one thing. There's a tznai that it takes in order to get the Mitzvah, and that is that we have to be miyage over Tyre. That's a tznai that we need. The one way that your Zaycha, the Rabbi Nishram, doesn't give Tyre out for free. You'll get it, and it's going to be a Mitzvah when you do get it. But in order to find the Mitzvah, in order, you have to open up your eyes a little bit. How do you open up your eyes? You open up your eyes through being miyageya, through amelos, through sitting and with sheer hasmada, and with sheer tenacity, and with never-ending commitment to learning Torah, spending time on Torah, being interested, being curious. This is the way that a person is zaycha to Torah. But it's a mitziah. In reality, the Torah is a mitziah. We have no shaykhs to Torah. There is a tznai that the Rabbi Nishram said that if you are miyageya and Taira, then you will be zaycheh to it. I will give it to you as mitziah. But in Emerson, it's mitziah with a tznai of amelos. Yogati, I was miyageya. And because I fulfilled the tznai, matzasi, I understand that it wasn't my brilliance that got me the Taira. It was the Rabbi Nishram giving it to me as a mitziah. Then tamin. Hazayzak the goyim. It's interesting, I saw a, um, in the Tamadas from Moshe Sternbach, he says also a chap based on this week's parasha, um, in the Psukim, he says, with this guy that I just said, he says that by the Menorah, we know that the Menorah is Mesamel Tyro. The Menorah is the symbol in the, in the Mishkan of Tyro. And it says a Lushen, by the by the Menorah uses the lashon of miksha te'ose ha that you should bang it out should be banged te'ose and it will be done the Menorah will be formed and Rashi says that te'ose me'aleha te'ose lashon will happen by itself so what's the miksha you'll bang it but it will be te'osel, it will be formed by itself. The Rabbanu Shalom will form it. 
He says, with a guy, and we understand what the chat is, when you build the Menaira, and the Menaira is Tyra, you should know. You have to bang it. You have to do your Amelos, but don't think that your Amelos is really what's forming the Menaira, is forming the Tyra. No. Teyaseh. It will come to you as Metziah. The Rabbi Shalom will give you a Siat that you will be able to fathom what the Tyra is talking about. You have to do a mitzvah, but at the end of the day, it's teyase, it's a gift from God. Every single word that you do, that you learn in Tyra, and that you understand, despite the fact that we are mere mortals, and we shouldn't have an ability to comprehend the Tyra Kadesha, if we do, it's teyase, it's memela. It happens because the Rabbi is granting us the schus to understand Tyra. But in and of itself, we really should not be able to. In order to be, to get Tyra, we need one thing that's nigh that we have to do from our part is Yigil. And I believe that that is what Rabbi Yechanan is telling us in Akamara and Yuma. If you're Medayik in the Lashon Rabbi Yechanan, he says that the Arain, the Arain is still open. There is no David and there is no Aaron who went and chapped and was zayche in the, those ksar in the Kesar Taira. It's open. Kala raitze lito yave viito. Kala raitze likach yave viikach. Kala raitze. The one night to get the Kesar Taira is just the rotzim. All you have to do is you have to want it bad enough. And that wanting it will lead you to the process of Amelos and Yagiyah to get to that coveted goal of understanding Taira, then you will get it. Kala right salito. You want the Taira, it's totally in Ratzin. Kala right salito. You have to have the Ratzin. If you want the Ratzin, then anything is possible. There's a very famous story with Reb Chaim Shmulevitz. Reb Chaim Shmulevitz was a nephew of the altar uh, he was a, a nephew, rather, of the Rashiv of Nevardik, of um, Rav Avram Yafin. And Rav Chaim, when he was a bacher, once visited his great uncle, and he learned in Nevardik for, for a few days. That was his vacation. He needed to get away a little bit. So he went to Nevardik, and he went over one day to his uncle, Rashiv, and he says, show me who the best bacher is in yeshiva. Everybody always wants to know, who's the best guy? Who's the best guy in yeshiva? So he went over to his own show, point out to me who the best is. A room full of, a whole base manage full of people learning and steiging and in the Varadik, they were mamish, you know, Yureim, Ushleimim. So his uncle says, you see that bacher over there? He says, yeah. He says, he's the biggest amkin in yeshiva. He's the lamdin. He's the lamdin of yeshiva. It's unbelievable. He's mamish, he's eiker harem, he's gewaldik. So Reb Chaim says to him, so is he the best guy in yeshiva? You say, you tell me he's the best guy in yeshiva? He says, no, he's the biggest amkin, I said, but he's not the best guy in yeshiva. So he says, you see that bacher over there? He's the biggest masmid in yeshiva. He's day and night, he's mamid, he never sleeps in his bed, he's a fixture in yeshiva, he's mamish from the amude, base medrash, he never leaves the base medrash. So, so he must be the best guy. No. She's not the best guy in yeshiva. He would not be considered the best guy in yeshiva. So, says, you see that bocher over there? That bocher is tremendous. You're a shamayim. Kevaldik, you're a shamayim. He mamish davens a long shmanesre and he's 
full. He's constantly zeichel and barayadin. He's constantly he's tremendous in Yerushalayim. Oh, that must be the best. No, nope, not the best bacher either. So, so who's the best bacher? The Amkin isn't the best bacher. The Masmin's not the best. The Yerushalayim's not the best bacher. Says you see that boy all the way back in the corner of the base medish. He is the best bacher because he is the mevakish in the yeshiva. He is the one that doesn't stop. He's the hungriest for Tyra. He doesn't stop. He just has an insatiable appetite to steig and to learn and to see and to do. That's him. He is the mevakish in the yeshiva. He is the best bacher. He might not be the biggest Amkin now. He might not be the biggest Masmid or the biggest Yerushalayim perhaps. But in terms of his Bikosh, he is unparalleled. And that is why he is the best Bacher in Yeshiva. And who was this Bacher? This Bacher was none other than the Stipler. The Stipler, when he was a Bacher, learned in the Vardic. He is probably the most famous product in the Vardic that we know of. And he was this Bacher that was the Mavakesh. He might not have been the sharpest, he might not have been the biggest masmid, perhaps, or the biggest Yarashamayim, whatever that means, they were bigger than him. But in terms of his bikush, his bikush, this, the Rashiva of Nevardik saw that through his bikush he would become the stipler. He would make himself into the stipler guy and because of his sheer tenacity, his hunger for Tyra. And I think when we understand that this is the biography of the stipler, that when we read a certain shtickle in the stipler sefer called Chaye Elam, it Mamash becomes much more beautiful, and perhaps it's even a drop autobiographical. And it's something that we have to all hear very carefully, because I think many of us, he's addressing many of us in what he's saying. I'm going to see, I'm not going to read the Hebrew, I'll read it, I'll speak it out in English, but basically keeping within the lines of the Chayyelim. And he says like this, he says, many times there's a bachar, a young bachar who comes into a yeshiva, and he learns two or three years there, he does very well, but then all of a sudden, he sort of hits a plateau, he, sit, he hits like a, a glass ceiling of some sort and he stops steiging. And he starts feeling depressed and he starts giving up hope. He starts having feelings of yish and that he's not really the best guy in yeshiva and what's it worth anyway. Other people are steiging more than me. Other people are smarter than me. Other people are more matzliach than I. Other people get sheer faster than me. And he shows signs of yish. And many times, says the stipler, it's because he doesn't see a simon bracha, and he thinks that maybe I'm not as good, and I am not roy. I am not destined to steig and to mamish become a god of Israel. The stipler says in brackets over here, he says many of this, many much of this nonsense that's going through his head is because maybe once somebody slighted him, somebody stuffed him. Can you imagine the the gehenim of a person? Who goes over and 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 shtachs a bacher and says, ah, you know, you're 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 it's a klutzkash you asked. You know, when you say such a comment to somebody, and I, you hear it sometimes. You know, you hear when two chavrusas are talking or or fighting and learning. Sometimes it's said, you know, 
it's said in good, you know, in, 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 in they mean well or they sang it, Baruch Daraisa. You know, one of those comments that you make, or if a Rebbe Khalila ever says such a thing to a Bachar, it's a klutzkasha, or, or makes a person feel bad, or says, you don't know what you're talking about, you're an Amara, it's such a comment, very often that could derail an entire Bachar's future in learning. Nothing short of that. Because we're very sensitive, we need to feel like we're growing and that we're doing well. When somebody says such a statement to somebody, it undermines their entire gaiva and learning, which is a good thing. Gaiva and learning is good. You should feel that you're doing well and that you're accomplishing. You have to be very, very careful. We all do. Never, ever to say something negative to a person about what he said. You could say it a little differently. You could criticize him in a nice way. You could say, you know, I hear what you're saying, but let's try it this way. But don't ever put down a person to frat when it comes to Tyre. And then he says, once a person has made up his mind and decided in Paskin that he's not right for Steigen anymore, then he will never enjoy learning anymore. And it's all the Darke Hayetzer to push him away from Tyre. And then he says like this. These are essential words. This I will read in the original. If you are sitting in the Beis Medrash and learning every single day, you don't know, says the stifler, how much you are matzliach, even if it's not on the radar screen, even if you feel, nah, I'm not being matzliach, you are being matzliach. Every single daf that you learn and that you know is another success. It's a notch on your belt to be proud of. I made a Kenyan in Torah. Every single Taisus that we learn and that we understand, that we have and we feel that we got, that's a Kenyan. That's an acquisition that you've made that's yours forever and that is success. I guarantee you, says the stipler, if you persist and you don't drop the ball and you don't give up hope and you don't take a rest on the sidelines and you continue in the race and in the quest for Tyra, I guarantee you that eventually you will gather a lot of ideas and a lot of chachma. This saif saif tia tayrasai machrezes alav. The Torah will proclaim who you are. Vechisa yehanachain. And then he says like this: the adua and it's known. Kama tamid chachamim asher biyisam biyeshiv vachrusam nechshivu oz beeni achaverim kevilti matzlichem ukevale kishrei namoch. There are many many people I know. That when they were Bachram and Yeshiva, they were not doing well, or they were not considered politician, they were considered dense, they were considered slow, they were considered people that were not able to comprehend. And in the end, when they matured, and they persisted, and they continued, despite what people were saying about them, and despite perhaps what they were saying about themselves, 
One day they just woke up and they found themselves with a broad knowledge of Shas. The Yodav Ravloi, the They were able to be competent, good warriors in Taira. And they became Balahira, Paiskim of Hakim. Ki Iker Hakal, who asmada, Vigia, Vigia Satira, Lahavin, Advaram, Lamiton. The main thing says the stipler, and the stipler was saying this because he knew. He himself was exhibit A of what a person could be if he just wants it through Yagiya, through Aravanya, through Amelos. All of these are the necessary components of making a stipler. The Amru Chazal Yagati for Loi Matsasi Al Taiman. If a person says, I toiled, but I didn't succeed, don't believe me. That means he didn't toil. If you toil, the Rabbi Shalom will give it to you. He brings a Misa from the Chasim Seifer. There was a Bachar in the Chasim Seifer's yeshiva. He came when he was 17 years old. And he knew nothing. But in those days, you know, in our day and age, if you're 17 you know nothing, that means that you're a regular guy. It means you're a regular person that went through, you know, a certain school system. We were not expected to know much in high school, right? So when you go to Eretz Yisrael, that's when you start knowing things. In those days, when you were seven, eight, nine, ten, you already were supposed to know Chatzishas. And then when you were Bar Mitzvah, when you were 14, when you were 16, you were supposed to know Shulchan Aruch, and I say Caleb, and be writing Major Chidushe Taira. There was a bacher that came into the Chasim Seifer's yeshiva in Pressburg, which was probably the greatest yeshiva in the world at that time. Or one of them. And he said, he knew nothing. And the Bakram were making fun of him. And the Bakram said, what are you doing here? Get out of here. There's no room for you in this yeshiva. You don't belong here. Go to some, you know, go to some place. Go back to yeshiva katana somewhere. There's no room for you here. Why should we waste a precious bench for you here when you don't know anything? And the Chasam Seifer reprimanded his Talmidim. And the Chasam Seifer says, of Rabbam, the Chasim Sefer, Garbohem. He laced into them. Why are you laughing at Nebuchadnezzar? How I call right, says the Chasim Sefer. If a person who ever wants to learn, let him come and learn. And he was Makari of the Nar. And he commanded these guys, the Bakram and Yeshiva, you're going to learn with him Aleph And you're going to learn with him Chumash Rashi. You're going to learn with him Mishnayis. And you're going to learn with him Gemara. You're going to teach him Taisis. You're going to do Bekiyas. You're going to do Be'in. You're going to learn with him Alocha. And before long, he was steiging. He became day by day greater and greater. Until... This is brought in the in, in the Chut HaMashulosh, which is like a biography about the, the Seifer family. He became amazing in Taira. Bachar Muflag Bataira. And tremendous Yerushamayim. Vahayilolamdin Muflag. Achinismana Ledayinu Mayra Be'ir. Matistarf. He became a Dayan and a Rav in the city of Matistarf. Not the one in Eretz Yisrael, but in, in, in Europe. City in Europe, Schleining, he became the Rav there, and he became the Abbasid eventually in the city of Nizatz. 
He is quoted by his Rebbe, the Chasam Seifer, many times in his Svarim. If you do a search through all the Svarim, the Chuvas and the, and the Chidushim, the Chasam Seifer, you will find this Bacher's name quoted as Chidushim. It's not Pasha to get a, a name, your name in the Chasam Seifer's Chidushim. Chasam Seifer is the Gan Hagainim. But if such a Bacher that started at 17 with zero was able within a few short years to become great in learning, the cycle brings us as exhibit B, that it could happen to us. We too are able, if we want it, if we're hungry enough, we could be tremendous in learning. You just need one thing, you need a bikush. You need to be mavakish. If you're not mavakish, you're not interested, you want to do everything but learn, you could do all you want, but you're not going to become a Tamar Chacham. You need the Agiyah. The Agiyah will not make you a Tamar Chacham. It's from the Rabbani Shalom. But the Rabbani Shalom wants to see you try. And if you try and you really try hard, the Rabbani Shalom will give you that Tayyar B'matana. It's a famous story of a Gadol, an Adam Gadol in Europe. His name is Isaac Al-Kharif. Isaac Al-Kharif. And he was a tremendous guy. He was also a very wealthy man. And he needed a shidduch for his daughter. He had a, a daughter that was just coming of age, needed to find a shidduch for her, and he was not going to settle for any. He could get any guy that he wants, and he intended to get the best guy that he could. So what he did was, he went from yeshiva to yeshiva, and he asked Rishos from the Rosh Yeshiva in each respective yeshiva, may I ask a bomb kasha to the base madrash? I'm going to ask a kasha that's bothering me for a long time, and whoever is able to answer the kasha satisfactorily, he will be the chassan for my daughter. And everybody wanted to marry Rabbi Isaac Al-Kharif's daughter. So he went to Yeshiva A, and he throws out an amazing kasha, and the whole island starts tumbling and back and forth, and kashas and tayrutsam and this and that, and possibilities and theories and svaras. And no one was able to come up with a satisfying answer for Isaac. So he says, thank you very much, and he gets back into his fancy carriage, and he, the horses take him to the next town, where there's another yeshiva, and again, asks the kasha, tumult, no one gives him a good answer, he says, sorry, and he leaves, he goes to the third yeshiva, and then the fourth yeshiva, the fifth yeshiva, finally goes to yeshiva, and he asks the kasha, and everybody's tumbling, and everybody, nobody knows the answer. And he says, okay, hasta la vista, it's time for me to go to the next yeshiva, so he gets into his carriage, and he says to the horses, you know, to the, the driver, you know, let's go, we're going to the next yeshiva. And all of a sudden, there's a bang, it's a knock on the door of his carriage. And there's a bucher, and he's running through the mud, and the, the horse already spritzed him up with the, with the dirt under their feet. And the carriage, and, the, and he says, he rolls down his window, he says, yes, do you have a, a terrace for my cash? He says, no. He says, so what are you wasting my time for? What do you want? He says, I am not letting you go until you tell me the answer. Rajagal Kharif says, you, you are my son-in-law. All he wanted, he didn't want the biggest brain. He didn't want the bachar that was able to outsmart everybody else. He wasn't looking for that. That's not important. What's important when it comes to Tyra and Atzlocha is a bikosh. 
Who is the Bachar that wants, that needs to know the answer? That's what he was looking for. We know the name of this Bachar. There's a Bachar that ended up getting married to his daughter and became great in learning. But all because of his Bikush. Kalaraitzeh, Likach, Yaveh V'yikach. You want it, it's yours. Once nigh, you want it. You have to want it, you have to need it, you have to long for it, you have to pine for it. If you have that yearning, then the Torah will be yours because the Rabbani Shalom will present you. The Rabbani Shalom will give it to you on a silver platter, but you need first to be Mekayim, that's Nayib, Amelos, of Yegiyah, of Ratzayin, of Bikosh. That's the only way to become a Talmud Chacham. There's no shortcuts. If there were... It would be great, but there are no shortcuts. You have to shtide, you have to plug away with a rutzen, with a drive, with a thirst. I was at the seer of Shach when he was in his 90s. I used to go once in a while to hear Shir Klali from him in Panovich when I was learning in Eretz Yisrael. And I would just come there more to observe him. And I would sit, I would stand next to him while he was preparing Shir. And he was sitting, a 90-year-old man sitting by a shtender with a Gemara, and his Gemara was famously ripped and tattered, and every page was bent over. Mamish looked like uh, looked like a war zone. His Gemara, but that's he Mamish lived in his Gemara. And I remember, and this is not I have a, I have a diary that I used to keep when I used to go there, and I have and I wrote this in my diary, and I said that he was, and this should not be misinterpreted, and it's not at all disgusting. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. He was drooling from his mouth as he was learning the Gemara. At 90 years old, Rav Shach, Rav Shach who lived Torah, and he could rest on his laurels, his Rosh Shiva, his the Manigadar, his the Gadaladar, he doesn't need it anymore. But he lived with such a bikush, with such a thirst, with such a mind for Torah, that he was literally drooling as he was learning the Gemara. That's how, how Levi we should be Zaycha, to a, to a, a mashu of the Rotzlein, of the bikush of Rav Shach. But that's what it takes to become Rav Shach. It wasn't because of his brilliance. He was brilliant. But that's not what made him Rav Shach. Rav Shach became Rav Shach because of his amelas, his tenacity, his love, his rotzayim. Rav Shach tells in a in a safer, and when he was a young bacher, he met a very old man. Now, if Rav Shach is saying when he was a young bacher, he met an old man, that means that this might have happened like 200 years ago. Because Rav Shach himself was like, depends who you ask, they didn't have his birth certificate, so we don't know exactly how old he was, but people say he was anywhere between, depends on who you say, some say 97, some say like 107, or anywhere in between, but he was a very old man. And so when he, if he's saying that when I was a young bacher, I heard from an old man, you know, we're already going back in very, very deep, you know, history of Kal Yisrael, where things were, where Hashanah were Kisiknon. And Rav Shach said that this old man told me that when he was a bacher, there was a very shvacha bacher in yeshiva. And this shvacha bacher, mamash a shvacha shvach to be, there was no, he didn't know anything. Every single word of Gemara, he had to come over and ask somebody for. And, you know, in every Rashi, 
And then he would come back to the same guy and say, can you tell me one more time what that word meant in the Gemara? What's the cash of the Gemara? I just told you two minutes ago. What do you want from me? And he became like the nudnik of Yeshiva. Nobody wanted to talk to him. That was such an annoying pain. Like, you know, I can't, I'm trying to learn. Give me a break. Like, anyway, you know, get, get an arts girl or something. Like, I, I, I this is not, uh, we can't, I can't spend my whole, my whole day, you know, speaking to you about the same thing over. hundred times you ask me the same line, the same sentence. And this Zokin, who was talking to Yavshav, says that I was one of the Bafim and Yeshiva that was nice to the guy. But even he was like, it was really wearing down my patience. I couldn't, I couldn't take the guy anymore. <laughs> he says, and one day I told him, I said, listen, I, I can't do this anymore. I love you, you're great, I, I, I respect you, but, you know, you can't, you can't nudge me every minute, asking me the same questions over and over and over again. I'm sorry. So Bafim, this Bafim that was the Nudnik, he went back to his seat and he put his head by the shender and he took a safer out and he saw that he was just like looking at the safer and so this person who was telling of shop, you know, when he was an old man, what happened when he was above, he said, I felt very bad then that I hurt his feelings and I'm, maybe he's crying, I don't know what he's doing. So I went over to him, but before I did, I wanted to see what he was doing, what he was looking at. And he said he was, he had a sitter open to Abba Rabba, and he was crying to the Rabbanisha, meaning, I can't go to anybody else. I've exhausted every single person in the base Medish. Nobody wants to help me anymore. He says, I'm coming to you, Rabbanisha. I'm asking you, give me the ability, give me the Havana to be able to learn that I don't have to nudge people. You think I want to nudge people? I just want to know Tyra. And I can't bug anyone. Even the last guy that was the nicest guy to me, he's just cut me off. I need you now. I'm going to know you to come and help me. You're going to give me the bina. And he was crying over his sitter, over the Abba And his brother came over to me, sat next to me, put his arm around him. And he said, I'm going to help you. I'm sorry. I didn't know. I, I shouldn't have said it. Please come over to me whenever you want. But this person told Rav Shach, says, you know what amounted to me? Nothing. I'm an old man, I learn here and there, but nothing. I never really became anything in learning. And you know who that Bakr became? That Bakr became one of the greatest Kedayim of his generation. We don't know his name, it's not brought. But he became one of, from the forefront of Kedayim, of Paiskim, of that Dardaya, of those times of going back 150 years. When you mamish had to be unbelievable. He was one of the G'dayle Dairais. All because of his sheer tenacity. I became nothing with all my Kishrin. I became nothing. And this Bakr was a big zero. He knew nothing. His mind was thick. He couldn't understand anything. He became an Adam Godal, an Anakshiba Anakim, a giant in Tyra, despite all of his deficiencies when it came to his IQ. He made up for it with his yagiyah, with his love, with his tenacity, with his unstoppable drive to become great in learning. He didn't stop until he became an Adam Gadol. If you want to get it, you could get it. The Rabbani Shalom will give it to anybody. You think the Rabbani Shalom has a more of a love for Eluyim than, than regular people? I believe the Chazanish once was quoted as saying that Klai Yisrael never got Hanah from Iluyim. 
Iluyim are people that are these super geniuses with the photographic memories. But a lot of times, if you follow the path of these Iluyim, obviously there are notable exceptions. There are a tremendous Iluyim in the history of Kal Yisrael that became obviously great. But a lot of the Iluyim, when they're young, they're very, you know, big name. Everybody's tall. He's a Ili, Ili, Ili. And it's like the, you know, the, the tortoise and the hare. The, you know, every, there, every, while everybody, he is like resting on his law as a big ball gaiva. I am so far ahead of the pack. I don't even have to learn anymore. No yagia, no amelos, no arvanya. I just sit back and, you know, it just comes to me everything. I get sheer like that. And I don't need to work. And in the meantime, all the guys that don't have that brain, they're working and struggling and earning it. And so a lot of times these Iluyim, they go off and they do other things eventually because they didn't have the siyat, the shmaya, the shtayt. You know why? Because it's not from the brains. It's not something that Klai Yisrael is not, our Gedayim are not determined by an IQ test. Our Gedayim are determined by the Amelos. And once they have the requisite Amelos and the Rebbein Shalom gives it to everybody equally the Matano. It's not totally. Taira is different than all other subjects. Math is totally in your brain. Trigonometry and algebra and science and all these things, a lot of it is totally, a little bit is, most of it is totally in how smart you are. When it comes to terror, it's not true. Don't ever say, I'm not smart, so I'm going to give up, I'm going to do something else. If a person wants to steig, a person wants to be great in learning, it's Hamachacham Mubak, it's possible. Even if the person knows nothing and it's difficult, he can't understand. And so many times guys come over to me and say, I can't stand learning Gemara. You know, most of us that can't stand it don't say that. They just think it. But sometimes people come up and they're honest. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. It's so hard for me. It's like learning Greek. I don't, every word I have to keep looking in Jastro and closing the Jastro and opening the Jastro and closing. I'm very good. I know the aliphase pretty well from the Jastro. I know how to, you know, how to find words very quickly. But I don't, it's just, it's painful. And it's very hard, it's like, you know, to tell such a buffer that just, you know, save a covered love. But that's what the G'daylam say. Those are the guys that are going to make it. The guys that are, put it in, and want it bad, and don't stop, and keep on going until they get it. And it doesn't have to be instant gratification. They're not spoiled. And if today a tesis is enough, that should be enough. If I'm able to hop a three-line tesis and I get it well... That's Hatzlacha. You should make a Kiddush in Yeshiva. That's a tremendous Hatzlacha. Don't put it down. And if you're able to learn a Daf Gemara B'Kiyos and know it well, that's a Kiddush in Yeshiva. And if you're able to eventually be able to write a Shtikal Torah, even if it's a, you know, not the greatest Shtikal Torah in the world, that's a Kiddush. Whatever we're doing, slowly, slowly, but with patience for ourselves and with love of Torah, and with a, an insatiable appetite, you have to want, you have to be interested in Tyra. You have to be inquisitive. You have to be curious about what Tyra is about. And not be lazy, and not be spoiled, and not be stubborn. Or be stubborn. But in a good way. That's the ingredients for the Siyat, the Shmaya, for the Matsasi of Tyra. Shleisha Zirimheim, there are three crowns that the Tyra says in this week's parasha. The other two may not be Nagayas if we're not Kayhanim, we're not from Alphas based David. But one of the crowns is for us to have Kalaraitza Likach Yavikach with its nigh of Kalaraitza. If you want it, then the crown is yours. 
The crown will fit beautifully on your head because you have earned it the hard way through Yigiyah, through Haravanya, and then the Rabbanishim will give it to us in Yitz Hashem,